Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hi, I am your host, Mark. So happy that you have joined me once again to talk through issues in health and safety. How do we better prepare our teams? How do we better learn? How do we better lead? So took a week off around Thanksgiving. Um, glad for the rest. Now I'm back in the broadcasting chair, ready to go, ready to talk again about some things that I have seen in the news that have really sparked some really interesting, I guess, uh, I guess shower thoughts would probably be the best way. I'd say conversation, but most of the conversations have been with myself. So that probably is almost weird. (laughs) The one that uh, really struck me, one, because it's near home, and two, uh, kind of a surprising, was this was a few weeks ago, earlier in the month, uh, or earlier in November, and it was in... Uh, the Toyota plant, uh, Georgetown, Kentucky. Now, Toyota is very well known to have some good safety practices. And unfortunately, there was a fatality that happened about middle of November. Basically, what they were talking about in the news story, and I'll, of course, post a link to the news story in uh, my Facebook and LinkedIn for this podcast, is that uh, an item fell off a forklift and struck an employee and they succumbed to the injuries. I did a little bit more digging and I can't verify the truth of it, uh, but a lot of the Facebook comments around this event talked about potentially that they were moving uh, lockers around and the lockers became dislodged and fell cannot confirm that officially. There's been no official word that I can find of what exactly happened. I know OSHA will investigate. There'll be more information much further down the road, but it jogged my memory of something that happened probably over five years ago. I was working for an organization. I was part of a division that did a really nice job of sharing safety information. And that information was shared usually on a call. So a lot of, in the organization I was with, a lot of the times they would just share through the prospect of just a safety alert. 
the division leader that we had would actually bring all the plant managers and all of the safety managers onto a call and talk through any significant events. One of those events where where some maintenance team members were loading up a locker, a set of lockers that were full, and they were having to transport them to another part of the plant, and they fell, and the person was not killed, but they were significantly injured uh, with back, shoulder, and arm issues from it. And it was such an interesting investigation because a lot of the standard practices that usually would go into high hazard work were not there. And it created the the whole idea of what is risk to you? What is hazard? What creates concern for what you're going to do? So I'll take that a little bit deeper. So in this was the chemical industry. And so with PSM rules and a lot of other, our JSAs were very thorough. You had a very specific process, non-standard work, especially maintenance work in the field was very rigid. Like we, you, you took a lot of time in planning and debriefing the work unless it felt that it wasn't hazardous. And so when you go from working with dangerous chemicals at every turn of the bolt, everything you're doing, hot work permits, all the stuff, stuff that you're always prepared for as part of your work every day and suddenly you're told hey go move some lockers your mind takes that risk and moves it and that's understandable that would be any human nature even when I would put myself in the shoes of that group it seems like an easy task. Like I've been out here working on all this heavy equipment that is piping and machinery and equipment that is really, really dangerous. And there is some processes we're going to follow. We're going to be completely geared up in PPE. We're going to have all kinds of lockout, all kinds of line break, all kinds of cleansing processes. We've done a lot of work to plan for this high-risk work that we're doing 80%, 90% of the day where we're in very high-risk environment, and suddenly we're told to go down to the locker room and we need to move a bank of lockers from one wall to the other. No way. Got it. All on it. No problem. Let's roll. Let's get this done. And ultimately, it led to an injury because it it wasn't secured. There were, it was still full, like they didn't empty it out. And while the questions came up, well, why don't you empty it first? Do some planning, just like you would do with a line break. You would flush it. Let's empty out the lockers before we would move them. Um, Not a lot of planning went behind it. I mean, it was a real fast, like JSA, boom, 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 check it off, sign it. Let's get a fork truck under these things. Let's put a guide rope to it and let's roll. And it led to an injury. And so not, I have no clue what happened with this fatality, but if indeed it was something along that line, and even if you have or working in somewhere that has huge equipment, lots of hazards, very high hazard environment where people come to work and they look at that piece of equipment and they go, I've got to work safe here because I know that's dangerous. I absolutely It can tell it, I've seen it, I understand it to know that I've got to take utmost precaution. What we have to watch out for sometimes in the safety world is the stuff that would seem like it's relatively low risk. And this also goes back to a lot of the work I did was on safety training and how engaging safety training can change the way we perceive risk. 
And some of the interesting findings in a lot of the research, especially from the Journal of Applied Psychology, they have a lot of interesting articles about how people perceive risk, how they understand fear, and how they understand that fear and risk combination in the workplace. It really points to when you go from a a work environment where you are in a high-risk environment most of the time, and you have to make that shift into a low risk, you kind of turn off some of the senses. You turn off some of those uh, really primal sirens that go off in the head to say dangerous, not dangerous, because you've had that sudden perception of risky behaviors and that shift to, oh, compared to what I've been doing, this is pretty easy. And so even with really robust safety training, a lot of the time in those environments, the safety training is focused on those high hazard routine things that we know we can control. And so we walk into an environment where we're moving something with a fork truck that seems pretty relatively easy. And then we have an accident that results in a significant issue or even a fatality. We have to rethink those early processes and we have to help our team recalibrate to understand that there is real risk still out there. So let's talk about that recalibration process when we come back in just a moment. This is the Leading in Learning Through Safety Podcast. It's time to rehumanize the workplace. Having the means and methods to engage and empower your team is more important than ever. Fortunately, TSD Amalgamated is here for you. They focus on better understanding your organization's culture through team building, safety auditing, personal assessments, leadership training, and compliance-based systems. Their staff has the training, knowledge, and experience to help you achieve safety, compliance, and beyond. Visit tsdamalgamated.com for more information. Welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So this week we're talking about high risk, low risk. How do we take that perception of when you move from a very high risk, a very known high risk, anyone would look at it and go, wow, that looks dangerous, to a task that maybe someone would think is not so dangerous. How do we assure that we put the right thought process, not that the high risk, low risk need the exact same methodology, but there still has to be a methodology. And my guess is there probably still was in the case of what we were looking at in, in even the case that I brought up from my past of hearing about was that there was a JSA in place for the movement of these items that when we stack this drawer system or these lockers onto a forklift and start to move them, there was probably a JSA. In the case of where I was at, it was a little bit hasty when it was put together. It wasn't as thorough, of course, playing Monday morning quarterback. It's easy to look at a JSA and go, well, why did you miss this? How did you miss this item? How did you not think to empty it? How did you not think to secure it differently? It's easy to talk about those things, but when in the moment someone's called away from a very high-risk job to something that doesn't appear as high-risk, how do we make sure that we communicate that? A lot of it comes from being able to communicate that there is still risk to engage our workforce to not accept 
high risk, low risk, that we mitigate it any way that we can, even if it takes longer. I imagine there were also pressures behind this movement. And I'll remember from my past where when we went in to do a huge job, sometimes there was even pressure then with confined space entry, with lockout tag out, with line breaking, line bleeding, line cleaning, there would be a pressure involved and how can we do it more efficiently? It wasn't pressure to rush. It was pressure to understand the process and have things ready when they needed to be ready, not just rock back on our heels and let things delay. Be prepared. A lot of people misinterpret that, and it's easy to misinterpret that as we need to just get it done, rush through it, not take precautions, because we forget to remind people that we're not going to compromise on safety. Again, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing we've talked about before where people know they have to get the job done. People don't necessarily always remember that secondary motivational need of safety. They first revert to what keeps them employed, keeps them with food, water, and shelter. And it makes it simple for them to go, well, boss told me to take shortcuts. Not really. Sometimes that's not the case. So to go from a situation where you're working in those areas, you're designing that process, you're looking for the most efficient way. So imagine being in a situation where now you've gone to something that even has the perception of, well, this is easy. This is low risk. You throw a fork truck under it, you pick it up, you move it from point A to point B. How hard is that? Let's just get it done. It creates that ultimate idea. It creates the perception that we need to just get it done, that we can forget some of those silly safety practices that we should be doing, such as doing a thorough and real hazard assessment or job safety analysis, or job risk assessment, whatever you call it, doing something to measure and mitigate the predictable risk. And that is the part that is most important is that you identify the risk and that you think about, can we mitigate it? What pieces of it can be mitigated? Why are we accepting this risk? Because, of course, there is the fact of law of diminishing returns. We can make something so safe that it never works again. That's not the, the that's not what wins. That's an or mentality versus an and mentality. We can absolutely do a job safely. We can put the right engineering. We can put the right measures. We can put the right things in place to do a job and do a job safely. So I'm starting with that fundamental basis. This, this isn't an either or. This is an and. We can do it. We have done it. We will continue to do it. In this case, as a safety person, as a safety trainer, as a safety motivator in an organization, we have to continually remind our team to look at every risk. And they may become very accustomed to the same risk, and that's where fresh eyes always help. Going out and looking at it, asking for continuous improvement ideas, asking for how would you make it safer? If you could make this safer right now, how would you do it? Having someone, and usually it needs to be a supervisor, to play what we'll call that devil's advocate. Okay, well, this JSA looks good. How would you make it better? And maybe there's an idea. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's we've really done a fantastic job. We understand it. And we're going to mitigate that risk. 
I remember being on the side of the street working uh, I, where they were f- focused on something on the side of the road, working on some electrical issues, and traffic was just zooming by, and we had the protections that were needed, we're out. But someone I was with asked the question to the team, could you do it differently? Could you make it safer? What more could you do easily with what you have right now and make it safer? And they had some really interesting ideas. Well, you know, I could have parked the truck different. I could have moved some cones around a little bit. I could ask for this to happen. Really cool ideas that made the next job evolution a little bit better. Those are the questions before the job begins that is so important that we ask. And we only know to ask it if we teach it. I'm the world's worst about this, and it's a logical fallacy. Basically, that if I know it, everybody should know it because I don't know. I just feel like that if I've learned something, I'm probably the last person in the world to learn it. So everybody else probably knows it already. I have to get past that. And sometimes I have to risk the idea of sounding like the broken record and repeating it and retraining it. And that's one of those things we need to retrain people on is don't just accept it at face value. Ask the question, how do we make it better? Ask the question, how do we make it safer? Have the team involved in finding a way that even from the simplest of JSAs, there's probably a way, there's probably a process that we can do differently to make it better, to improve it every day. And that's the really part of that iteration that we need to focus on. Please join me on the conversation on social media. I love connecting with my peers. I really enjoy that. So I'm on Twitter at DrSafetyDude11. You can find me on my LinkedIn page. Uh, Also, there's a great Facebook page out there for my business. All of that really cool information occasionally post out there. I try to keep it going the best I can. But if you're someone who enjoys the podcast, you'll probably find something at least to chuckle about somewhere on those pages too. So I'd love for you to join me. Those links would be available on my webpage, markafrench.com, and hope you'll join me there also. Until next time we chat, stay safe. listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.